It's the most popular thing in the world. Right behind uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and lawnmowers. Well, I'm honored to be counted amongst those. I don't think I'll... <laughs> that's what that's you meant, right? Yeah, We're for... the most popular. I yeah, I guess if you play it back, that's probably uh almost the opposite of what I said. <laughs> I think. Uh, we'll find out though next time. <laughs> when we actually ever get around to listening to any of these episodes. I listen yeah. to every single one of that's these episodes. That's because you edit it. It doesn't count. That's part of your job. <laughs> yeah, it's like your idea. It's like when you go to your child's recital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're being punished for making them do this thing. <laughs> and welcome back to the Seventh Star to the Right podcast. This is session 53. How are you guys doing? Nice. Good. good. It's like Wet. pretty it's good. Raining yeah. It's raining outside. It's raining outside, and we, we're starting a lot earlier than we normally do. It was going to rain on my head. It was very sad. Don't don't let that let your tears yeah. stay. I start turning red. That's it. There, okay. <laughs> okay. Don't, just just don't get cry, into Kurt, Let's start this train wreck. Let's go. Oh, that is a song. Uh, what do you guys remember from last session? Bears. Bears. Mm-hmm. Beats. Um. <sighs> Let me just scroll down here. Uh, um, y- your boy Deacon yeah, uh, is known to somebody that we know. Deacon Adams is friends with Dr. What? Lucius Leggett. Deacon's probably just a very common name. Yeah, 100%. Mm. What are the odds there are two Deacons in the universe? Vaguely referencing Douglas Adams. <laughs> no, that would be too much. That's it. Is yeah, it not? But uh, No. Fascinating. Hmm. I just assumed, because that one also has... Robots in it. No, and I can't tell you where that came from. Otherwise, Until we it'll get give there. things away. Yeah, cool. Um, well, that's my current guess. But of course, this could be a completely different deacon. There could very well be two deacons. Nope. Nope. Not allowed. I mean, Jeff, we've been literally we've, all we've already already had, deacons. We've already had two Brian's. My heart cannot <laughs> handle anymore. Thank you. Um, Wait until we get to so, the planet they're from. Yeah, so we learned <laughs> Give actually... Give a little bit more context as to where Deacon's name came up. And I don't think we said anything in the moment. Okay. I just saw Philip and Kirsten sort of look at each other. Yeah, because sometimes we like to leave things subtle, Jeff, for your storytelling narrative. Just because we get it doesn't mean all the audience will catch on. And then later well, we then will be like... enlighten the audience now. Yes, okay. Well, I suppose we uh, already have been, but... Yes, so Deacon Adams is a vague colleague of Dr. Lucius Leggett. He just mentioned him in passing. But more importantly, the name Deacon originally came up on the Calvin estate as somebody who was there before me left behind a bag of weird blue crystalline stuff that I did really bad on the roll. So definitely don't know what's weird about that. It's different from yours. You can't tell what's different about it. We've said this multiple times. I will wear it. It ticks you off every single time. So I'm going to keep doing it. Must be space rocks. Mm. It's probably space rocks. Got Must you. be just some crushed space rock. Anyway, please There's go. probably Keep nothing. Going. Anyway, this is a thing around his neck, and he left it there for some reason. Then and then also he was looking for places that Dr. Samantha Calvin might also be. And there is some some evidence to suggest that maybe he could be the one who started the fire on my spaceship. Oh. Station, not ship. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought this was like space Billy Joel. <laughs> 
We no, didn't that's... start this fire oh, oh, I, on I'm our on my space in parentheses on my spaceship. I was just thinking Amazing. like piano man, uh, <laughs> the entertainer, the stranger. Uh, <laughs> it's been burning since the space station was, was turning. Was turning. All right, oh let's god. Okay. Um. So there is definitely that. That was a little tiny shred of that episode mentioned yeah. in passing. But then also, um, we got a whole bunch of backstory involving all of the different the four different city towers that exist on the edge of this lake and how the ones that are kind of opposite of each other are friends with each other because they don't compete as much. Mm -hmm. Um, All four of them have come together to deal with the problem that is Wycliffe. And the problem that is Wycliffe um, is that we've said this repeatedly, but a while back they started producing a lot more stuff. And then also... They've been dealing with my, not they. Nova Voxus has been dealing with mind controlled creatures attacking them on a regular basis. And then we heard this recording that semi strongly implied that something bad has <laughs> happened to the to the people of Wycliffe. Yeah. Um, and we're pretty sure we know what that is. We think it's zombies, but. We can't, will find be, out pretty will soon. Find out pretty soon. Yeah, yep. there was a there was a, a recording from I can't remember whether it was I think it was Sona Bhutan mm-hmm. uh, between one of their spies in Wycliffe. It was interrupted by some kind of commotion. By some kind of murdery commotion. That's what it seemed like. Uh-huh. Um, and then additionally, there uh, Nova Voxis is a bit of a haven when it comes to people. It, it, it's one of the ones that has like a positive number of people coming to it. Mm-hmm. As like refugees and immigrants and stuff like that. And people in Nova Voxis can't reach families from Wycliffe specifically. Yep. Um, so like there was a couple of things. Something's wrong with Wycliffe. Like we said, zombies. Yep. So Aletta offered you um, money. quite a bit of money. Yeah. You guys remember the number? Uh, it was originally 40000 but then I asked for half of my payment in... Um, and scrap to send back to Glasgow. In scrap five, right? yeah. to send back to Glasgow five snots at thirty five thousand. Do not test me, Jeffrey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there were two other pretty big things that I have in my notes. Do you guys remember the other mm. things that remember? As Kirsten takes a sip from her caffeinated. I'm caffeinating. Seltzer. Leave me alone. It's early. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Nona confronted Doctor Lucius Leggett about the fact that he's pretty sure that she's a true AI. We had a twilight moment. It was great. Um, (laughs) So uh, now he has that confirmed. And I also did not share that with the rest of the crew. So no one else knows that besides Nona. Fun times. Um, And slight backstory on that. Like it didn't seem important because we were pretty sure he knew. So... That's that's kind of it's not that I'm actively hiding it. It's just we were pretty sure that he knew. And then I said, we're pretty sure that, you know, and he's like, yes, I know. So that doesn't really seem like new information. Yeah, he um, he had a strong idea. He was actually working on a tool known as metagoggles that was left behind by one of the, the Terran mandate. One would assume uh, attack mm-hmm. and on these megastructures uh, pre-screen. And these uh, metagoggles are, are meant to hone into metadimensional energy 
and they, these ones specifically seem to be modified to lock into the frequencies of metadimensional energy that is oftentimes found in true AI. Which is just rude. Explained. Yeah. So he was working on those and was basically like, I'm going to, I'm going to fix these. And then I'd like to, to share them with you. <laughs> it, like very clearly saying like, I think, but I don't know. So he was yeah. like 95% sure probably. Yeah. I mean, it, rounding. Yeah, yeah. Rounding. Robots are capable of rounding. They just don't like doing it. Yep. And there was one other big thing. So uh, nice. obvious. What was that? Um, the, we ended up in, as the next big thing that we ended up going to the Firefangs camp or is there something no, else? No, that, that was where we ended up. Okay, but, uh, cool. The other big thing is Nona plugged into Nova Oh, Boxes. yes, it did. Oh, yeah. Um, that was great. And I like it, that. Let's do it again. Yeah. It was partially to like get a feeling for what it was going to be like to plug into, uh, Wycliffe. Is that yeah. Correct? I was, was trying to, idea? trying to get a sense of like the systems and stuff and assuming we've repeatedly said that they're all carbon copies of each other. So it's kind of like, you know, before you buy a new computer, if your friend has the exact make it bottle that, you know, you're, you're intending to buy, you can mess around with it and see if you like it and get familiar with it was the idea. That makes sense. Playing with technology. I always fun. become one with my friend's computers. You just plug yourself right into the side of it. I am the terminal. <laughs> it really does help with uh, understanding where everything is. Yeah, yeah when you pseudo yourself. Pseudo yeah. makes me a sandwich. <laughs> um, yeah, those, those are the big things that I remember happening. Also, you met Quark because I decided you, you, you were yeah, going to meet that's Quark. That's really big for you. Very important. It's very um, big. I wanted, to, I wanted to. I wanted to. Then he left. That's also true. <laughs> he went, "Hi guys." <laughs> just I'm here. off. Look at my crazy arms. <laughs> crazy arms and crazy eyes. Yes, he got. He has those uh, uh, retractable and extendable uh, eyes, so he can look real close at things. So it was uh, this entire group. So obviously, the, the four of you guys, including Claire. It was all of the kind of important NPCs of Novavoxis, Aletta, Red, Volker, Dr. Lucius Leggett, as well as Quark. You guys were all on this uh, shuttle together. You've landed in the camp um, and were directed <laughs> towards um, this, uh, like a hangar. So tall ceiling, kind of domed, shaped, cylindrically shaped. It's quite open when you walked into it. Actually, I kind of railroad you guys into walking in. Does everyone want to walk into here knowing that yeah. Pycleides is probably in here? I prefer to skip. But <laughs> you, you, you do not want to go no, inside? No, no, no. He wants to skip. I understand. Oh, I understand your confusion. I see. He prefers to... So Alex is skipping into the hangar. 100%. Well, no. Just playing no. confidence. He'd prefer to skip, but uh, is woefully aware of society's gaze on... Uh, <laughs> Some people, so he will walk. Ah, uh, okay. But, but I he, wanted to make wanted, sure that yes. everybody was aware of the thought process that was going on in his head. I love um, that. He, his ankle also kind of hurts today. <laughs> <laughs> so is everyone else just okay with walking in, Nona and Micah? Yep. You were the two that kind of met Pikeley's to begin with. I mean, with. we discussed ahead of time, like, the fact that Aletta was going to sort of be there and play referee. All right, cool. Um, yeah, also don't. Don't forget your anime mom in the corner, Jeff. Yes, <laughs> no, very important. Yes. So, um, all right. So everyone is coming along with. Mm -hmm. There were 
four uh, Ursum in there, uh, all dressed up in uh, various forms of armor. Um, there's Pycletes that you recognize before, Selene, who you also recognize. Uh, a different Ursum who you would surmise to be Terry, one of the other sun guards, the other uh, one other than um, Barry. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> I love my naming conventions. You've done this to yourself. <laughs> uh, what? Terry, Barry, and They don't Celine. start with the same letter. So it's not like um, Diane and Danny. Uh, it is just Terry and Barry. Got it. To describe Terry again, who you would surmise to be ter- Terry. Right. Uh, an Ursa man with similar fur patterning to Pycletes and Rodana. Space Panda. Space Panda. White furred with black patches under the eyes, uh, on the eyes, ears, and arms. His power armor has clearly been well used as there's very little of its surface that isn't marred by some kind of deep cut or scorch. Some gaps in the armor are so deep that you could swear you can see the skin and fur underneath. They're all sitting over a one of those tables that has all these different pawns on it, very clearly setting up for um, the, the assault of Wycliffe. And then there was, as... Um, someone pointed out, I can't remember who, uh, a, a smaller Ursa woman, soft auburn fur using the hair and fur on the back of her head. She has the, the anime mom hairdo where, where the ponytail gracefully sits over the front of her shoulder. <laughs> it's braided, the right? Ponytail, yes, it is braided. Yeah. And of course it's braided. Um, very important. And something in her eyes, uh, reveals the gentle kindness you weren't aware an Ursa was capable of, but also a deep sadness. So we've got... Love, Two NPCs marked for guests now. We've I think got to you keep her alive and red alive. Slightly racist. You're like, we didn't know bears could look kind. <laughs> <laughs> you just forced that character choice upon us, uh, And I'm not sure I appreciate it. That That is fair. It some tend to be a little... It, it's, <laughs> moving, moving on. on. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, she's over there sitting in a chair kind of by herself um, away from the group as you all approach. Um, Pycletes immediately turns to uh, the, this group that is approaching, sees Aletta and kind of stands at attention and then looks over at the rest of you who are joining and immediately locks eyes with you, Nona. And um, I gaze back blankly. There's a, a tenseness that that fills up within him. Literally only coming from one side. I've got no, no idea. Yeah, you, you just like, I'm just like, mm, we're looking at each other now. That's neat. Uh, and Pycletes speaks up and says, Aletta, um, why are these people here? Aletta says, Pycletes, we have uh, a bit of a, a conversation to have. Um, I have uh, an idea based off of new evidence um, found by Dr. Lucius Leggett here that we might be able to do a sort of two-pronged attack uh, so that you and your uh, your team here uh, will face less casualties overall. Kind of looks over at the, the four of you and says, but why them, though? You just guys just standing there like, yeah, yeah. Aletta says, um, Pycletes, can we can we go off the, the side and, and talk for a moment? Because Jeff doesn't want to do this entire conversation. <laughs> no, Jeff, do the entire conversation. <laughs> so just he kidding. just, he kind of huffs and they walk to the, the far end of the hangar, um, conversing back and forth. I stick out my tongue while his back is turned. <laughs> yeah. 
you guys are kind of left to your devices for the moment. Uh, Claire's just kind of looking around at everything. Red and Volker are discussing things with one another. Uh, Dr. Lucius Leggett is continuously looking looking (laughs) over at Nona and then realizing he's looking too much at Nona and then goes back to some papers that he has pulled out. Meanwhile, Celine obviously recognizes you guys and goes back to just looking down at the... um, the uh, the setup of everything in front of her, along with Terry and the Ursum woman in the corner, who you do not know to be Mari. We know uh, to be Mari, Jeff. <laughs> is um, just sitting and waiting patiently. I, do you guys do anything in the interim? Yeah, I'm going to actually lean over to Alex and go, should I apologize for for shooting him? Um, I, I think that that's... You know what? I was going to say that that's normally what people do if they uh, shoot somebody, but I don't think they do if you shoot them on purpose. I don't think you necessarily have to. Um, if it comes up and you feel sorry for it, apologize. Um, but I don't know. There's some people who don't take apologies in stride, and I have the inkling that Phyclides is one of them. Um, oh. So, yeah. Okay. Alex is otherwise just kind of like, Standing around, if he makes eye contact with any of the bears that he doesn't know, he'll just kind of like wave. <laughs> Terry is very much focused on the uh, the table in front of him with all of the pawns and looking at the different defenses and possibly attack strategies. Uh, Celine and him are going back and forth with it. Celine seems to be doing most of the talking. He seems to be doing mostly nods, grunts, and shakes of the head. Uh, not a ton of, not a not an ursum of many words. Um, because I don't want to give him a voice and talk with him. Uh, <laughs> this is all you're doing. All of your characters are bears. <laughs> it's just, it's another NPC. Yeah. Um, you do, however, lock eyes with the Ursa woman in the, uh, on the side. Um, and when you give her the, the little hand wave, she Hello. does uh, a little like acknowledgement, like a little nod of acknowledgement, raises her hand up a little bit and then kind of continues to sit in the, the corner. And Claire uh, walks up next to you, Alex, and says, So, um, are we just gonna, when, when are we gonna, I hmm? could, you know. Um, gonna what, what? <laughs> right, okay. Um, Let's see, and uh, Alex will kind of like lean down and says, I see, Claire, we're, we're, we're trying to not draw Bikelid's attention to um, the other intentions for why we're here, yeah? So, um, I, if you want to act, obviously you're more than free to, um, just do it quietly, especially while Pycleides is like in the room. Well, I can, you know, talk to her in her head. I don't know if that'll freak her out. Oh, probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, just hold tight then. Oh, um, you or- can do whatever you think is right. You are a fully fledged member of the team and have the ability to work without, um, my or anyone's approval. Plus you, know, you are I'm, small, so maybe people will notice you less. I think you know what now, like he's he's distracted. I'm still hungover. It's been like a <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like he's over there. Now is probably the best time. If you guys don't want to do it, I'll I'll go talk to her. I I, I can I can do it. I, I maybe you know like to do it. Um you can you can do it though, Micah, if you'd like as she sort of goes to grab her arm and crosses in front of herself. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Mike, are I'm you going to then go over? So I'm, I'm going to schmooze my way over. I'm going to like, well, Ooh, I'm going to. As in liquid form. Try, just kinda. try and like peer over at the little like combat map and be like, oh, that's interesting. Look around at some other bears and then be like, oh, you seem nice. Let's randomly strike up a conversation. Oh, Bear, so, I don't so know. You, you take some time to sort of like walk over the table. Celine gives you like a side glance and you're like, yeah, that's a that's a thing right there. And then sort of walks off. I mean, to be fair, if anybody was gonna kind of know, well, I guess I guess Alex also would military strategy though, and like have some interest in that. You could probably while, fade your way through that pretty good. While Micah is going over to Mari, uh, Alex to not draw too much attention to the fact that we're specifically going to Mari is gonna, I guess, walk over to Terry. Okay. Um, so he is, uh, stood across from this table from, uh, Celine and he is just looking down at the, the, the encampment and the different formations and armaments and you assume different platoons sort of set up and he sees you approach and just says, uh, hey. Hey, I'm Alex. I shake his hand. Um, <laughs> or I reach out to shake his hand. Terry. And he, he reaches out and grabs your hand. It's quite, his hand is quite large. Is a big, big bear. Cool. I guess um, we'll be walking together, maybe. So I think we're just going to kind of go around and say hi to everybody. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. <laughs> As he looks back down and says, I, I think that uh, Team A should probably be over here and goes back into a conversation with Celine. So, all right. Just uh, laid the foundation as Micah slowly makes... <laughs> Her way I over to this over. this ursome woman. She sees you approach and says, <laughs> "Yeah, go on." <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I was I was was Hello. debating between <laughs> Hello. Hello, Claire, but bear. Here's another bear. <laughs> um, or Hello, but uh, I've I've done all bears as the same, so I must do it. Uh, <clears throat> that was pretty good. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay, got <don't> one. <laughs> My name is Mari. Oh, uh, God. No. no uh, uh, she says, uh, uh, hello. How, how, are, how are you? Who, what, what's your name? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, I'm Micah. Nice to meet you. I'm with this, um, this group. We're going to do maybe this little operation going in, into, uh, into Wycliffe here. Uh, what's your name? Um, Mari. I'm, I'm Mari, uh, the medic for the uh, fire things. Oh, nice, nice. You work with them long? Um, yeah, a couple years now. Um, they they found me on a um, a planet with not very much, and they, they took me in. So, yeah, I've been with them for um, probably going on, on four years now. Oh, nice, nice. We have your love. We have Remember what the thing I, is? I, I'm gonna do. Do you forget it? No, no, no. Say no, no, the no, thing. No, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna like gracelessly just say, you know, I um, I heard from someone that there are some nice 
flowers on the south side of camp. God, what kind of flowers? Lilacs. He doesn't know. No, Micah doesn't know. I forget, but also Micah forgets. And I roll to remember lilacs. Please do. Uh, I don't even know what the heck. It's probably some intelligence check. Um, Intelligence, no. Intelligence, no. Okay. You were the one who wanted to do this. Uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I say a lot of things. Um, but we that's fine. Sent the psychic. It is. Cano- we did. <laughs> is so that's seven. Okay, you do remember that is in fact lilacs on the south side of camp. <laughs> yeah, that was the phrase that Arcus. <laughs> yeah, so, but it might flowers. be lilies. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Just walk up and you're like, there's flowers. <laughs> there's somewhere. Some, yeah, there's some flowers. I well, on Wait. the south lilacs. There were yeah, there are lilacs. Um, that's, yeah, that's what I've heard. Might, might want to check them out sometime. They're pretty, pretty nice, you know. At, at, flowers. at this, um, she, she perks up and says, um, the, I'm sorry, could you say that once, just once more? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. The, um, the lilacs on the south side of camp. Wink. <laughs> yeah, just straight up. Right. Wink. <laughs> yes. Are you propositioning? <laughs> Very good. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, have we met before? Um, I don't think we have. Uh, but I've heard a little bit about you. I see. Um, there's just this, I don't know, bubbling uh, emotion that you can see coming from within her. Uh, f- from from whom? Exactly. Have you heard about me? Um, I'm pretty sure it's someone you go back with. Might try not to say the name out loud for prying ears. <laughs> Did you say that out that part yeah. out loud? Oh, yes. In the sing song voice, too. Um, I see. Uh, okay. When. Did- I'm sorry, but he's... Let's call him Marcus. <laughs> I see. When... I'm I'm sorry to inform you, but... Uh, Marcus passed away a couple months back. Uh, yeah, no. That um might not be true. In fact, it's not. Um, he was on Orsiame. <laughs> In the Magalka system. And we found him there. And then we brought him here. And she just has this very incredulous look on her face. And says, I see. Where is he now? If he's not. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure he's on the south side of camp with the lilacs. I see. (laughs) Ah, it's a code. The code, the code for Myri that you're going specifically. I have some matters to attend to in the few um, hours after this meeting, but I would very much like to go to the south side of camp and see such lilacs if they are there, indeed. Not dead. <laughs> not dead. Distinctly not dead. I... Yeah, I think I struggle to remember a little bit, but I think that he was just going to, or yeah, the lilacs <laughs> were just going to be d- down there for some indeterminate amount of time. Um, so, so whenever is good, I guess maybe 
we could escort you when we come back, whatever your schedule looks like. Let me give you my compact number. <laughs> come on, eight. It's four. Oh, wait, oh. I thought we already did that one. No, I thought I thought oh, you know, you did Alex six. has yeah. five and went up. Yeah, 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 my bad. The, the uh, plot thickens. It's fine. It's, it's, it, you have her compad number now. <laughs> it's 1-800-BEARS. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you uh, very much, Micah. I thank you. And she, uh, there's a lot of emotions happening within her right now. In fact, you uh, do catch um, a, a tear that she's able to, to wipe away. <laughs> And she says, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, head to the um, the restroom real quick. Uh, and she uh, yeah. gets up to just sort of uh, walk away. Um, Pycletes nice sees you. her starting to head off and just kind of says something over that you can't quite tell because he was on the far end. Goes um, yeah, in a low rumble, and she uh, heads heads out of the the hangar. And so we did it. That's we did done. It. Brush the dirt off our hands. <laughs> Quest complete. Continue on our. Remind way. me real, real quick. How is Arcus getting here? He didn't come with you guys. He we yep. separated with specifically them being like we will go to the south okay. side of camp. All right, they, they'll make so their own way. It was the assumption that they had a way to do that. Okay. If they did not, it's very silly of them <laughs> to have. That's fine. They'll, they'll find their way there. Yeah. Um, Better not break my ship while doing it. I'll tell you that much. I don't think you gave them the keys to the ship. Yes, perfect. So after after a few moments, uh, a few moments longer, uh, Pycletes and Aletta uh, come back. Pycletes is very not super happy about the, the situation, has this very grumpy look on his face. And Aletta's like rubbing her eyebrow very clearly, having to go over several things with him uh, multiple times, you know, like a very not you know, circular conversation uh, and says, all right, I think are we agreed Pycletes on, on on this this course of action he says <clears throat> I um I suppose uh, I'd very much prefer it if um a lot of you allowed perhaps some of my own men to do this for you but if you indeed are deciding to go with these I um strangers <laughs> then I I suppose uh there's nothing that can be done about it and she says, I'm glad we have come to that that conclusion then. And so she uh, calls over Red and Volker and Dr. Lucius Leggett and starts going over the plans and says, okay, the idea that we have here is we have the encampment. The encampment right now is uh, outside of the firing range of the anti-aircraft um, weaponry that uh, each of these megastructures is equipped with. Ideally, such uh, so that uh, we reduce the number of losses on our ends, we do not step within their quote-unquote kill zone until we are able to open the door the less time we are out in front without defenses, the better. But however, we would probably um, like to uh, avoid our, our scalpel, you four there, from being too 
harassed before you are able to get the doors open. So we have discussed with Pycletes, and Pycletes sort of nods his head, that um, we will be able to start a bombardment of the, the walls. Uh, we have different forms of mortar and different types of heavy weapons to hopefully gather their attention. Additionally, we're going to be taking a few fighters out and flying them around, um, you know, generally just making a whole big scene. While that is happening, a shuttle will take you four, and if you'd like more men, we can send it along with you, um, whatever you need, to the cave system below the uh, Wycliffe. And she goes around the back. And so to describe the map that you see in front of you, there's actually a, a little bit of uh, a river that curls around the outside of this cliff. Um, so you have this large V that goes up in elevation and on top of at the, the, the vertex of this V is Wycliffe. And um, you can see on the backside of the V where there's the sheer drop, you notice that there is um, notes about the cave system. So in between the river and this cliff, there is an opening into this cave system that theoretically goes up into the cliff. Make sense? Vaguely. Just kind of vaguely. So V is like like this, and Wycliffe I, is down at the base of it? No, no, no. And no other way. Okay. The, the it's vertex an upside is down elevated. V. Yeah, that makes more sense. But then the cliff is here, not here. Uh, or is Wycliffe like perched right over the top of the cliff itself? Basically, yes. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah. Now it's I'm on picturing one of them spooky towers. I know that's not right, but that's my head cannon until we get there. And I uh, see yeah, it. There's just there's just a dark cloud <laughs> exactly. over the top. It's Constantly. The occasional lightning bolt. No rain, though. No. Just, just lightning. Just lightning. And it does seem that it's just darker there for some reason. Why is it called Wycliffe? <laughs> is that an actual question it's or the, it's like it's dark cliff like it's not, it's not white cliff <laughs> you know fair but that doesn't start with a w it's ironic david isn't it ironic and so uh Aletta says any questions concerns um is there anything more that we can provide you for uh before you head in uh, yes no 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 you seem to have raised your hand <laughs> I need guns. I would like to purchase guns, please. Do you not have your own guns? Most of them are laser-based. I need single-handed weapons, um, four of them to be precise, that um, are not laser-based. Two for you're, check you're checking your notes. I believe we came back with rifles and shotguns. I didn't think we grabbed many of the pistols. If I'm wrong about that, please let me know. There's no, be you're, ten of each. I already you're right. Yeah, it, yeah. Rifle, shotgun, and submachine guns, which are not one-handed pistols. Yes, I require one-handed things. Okay. Or we have so many guns. I'm aware. Okay, those are machine pistols. Never mind. Right. Was I mean, that out? Claire and I have mag pistols already, but that's not Alex. It's just me. Okay. Yeah. Alex does have his head raised. Uh, uh, we can have a conversation. You don't need to raise your hand. <laughs> well, I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, can I? Can I go? Yes, you may go. Great. Um, cool. So, uh, um, I feel as though our entry is weighed heavily on negligence of the uh, sapient variety, more like eyes not looking at screens in case that there are 
any cameras or anything? Is the entrance known to Whitcliffe? Could they have set up cameras or sensors or anything? And if so, do we have any way to disrupt them? Uh, and at that, Aletta looks over at Dr. Lucius Leggett, who um, has just, you know, an overflowing amount of papers in his hands. And he sort of lays some of them out on the table and says, uh, well, uh, according to my calculations, this uh, intersection shall should have only been um, uh, happened probably along the lines of a couple of weeks to a, a couple of months ago, somewhere within that, that time range. Um, when it comes to the, the drilling process itself, uh, it is mostly uh, automated. And then once the... Uh, well, at the very least, that's what um, Nova Voxis has been able to do. I'm not entirely sure. What Wycliffe has been able to accomplish, theoretically, at one point in time, there were then drones that went in and uh, retrieved the ore and brought it back to the refineries. Uh, what Wycliffe and well, what Nova Voxis does, and what I assume Wycliffe does, is then have um, manual laborers come into the mines, retrieve the neoridium in various forms of precious metals, and returns them to the surface. Uh, it is very likely that um, these drills uh, have surpassed the uh, manual laborers, so to speak, and this uh, intersection has not been discovered. It's not a very, considering one is digging down, it's, uh, one would hazard a guess that you don't see it as a possible form of way to get into the megastructure, but uh, we have not actually investigated this cavern at all, or what may be inside of it. Only that we it is aware of, uh, on our notes that are some hundreds of years old, when um, these surveyors were looking around all of the various locations before the different factions were more uh, um, solidified. Great. I have a I have a question for GM Jeff. Yes, what's up? Um, so a couple episodes I was looking into the mind control things and we established some things, but I've thought of more questions. Okay. <clears throat> so the thing that we established is one I I cannot do it right now. Don't worry about that. Okay. But in this circumstance, I believe we established that having a what is that, EMP? Grenade yeah. would disrupt this in some form? Yes, it would probably harm the uh, electronics within the device itself. Do I know anything about the if the device gets shut off, do the people, I mean the creatures, die? Um, You would probably need to talk to someone who is a little bit more medically inclined than you are. Uh... You know what? I'll, I'll I was you... looking at that with Doctor Leggett for what it is worth. I think he was there while we were digging into it. At so least so you want to retcon and ask that question. I then. mean, I can also go back and ask him again if you'd like to role play this out. I intend um, to ask it before leaving because I think that is pretty critical for us to know. Cons uh, yeah. So the, the conversation would have went something like this, considering the fact that these devices don't always need to be on like they don't always need to be receiving some kind of signal hmm. um means that if they are broken and just inertly within the matter itself 
theoretically it shouldn't cause issues um there's probably a possibility that it could um affect things as it does conduct electricity to some extent may affect things within the brain of the person even with it broken within them sure uh he's not entirely sure if he had to guess he would say they'd be able to live for at very least a little bit but it may be a not great experience for them i see okay um yeah that is as as far as he could because he's also he leans so, more engineering. Yes, um, but also he is the person you've been sending us to for mostly medical stuff. Yes, <laughs> he's like I don't know why they keep sending me people. I, I, uh, We're I not. Have some, I do have a PhD. I have several PhDs actually. <laughs> None of them are for uh, medical assistance. Yeah, uh, but I do have some vague understanding of human or some entorque biology. Several PhDs and a metal tin of Cars 2 branded band-aids. <laughs> Amazing. That's all you need. That's really all you need. Um, okay, cool. So based on that, it seems to me roughly like this is not so much a search and rescue, but up to y'all. Theoretically, it's it would be possible, possibly. Um, but you, it's we'll not save a, it for the really important. There's a, there's a lot of modifiers find. on that, and you aren't 100 sure one way or another because this is a kind of almost foreign, um, like this is an okay. artifact. It's built on pre-tech sort of methodologies, <laughs> stuff that while you might be pre-tech yourself, you don't have the full capacity to understand. What I'll get is there someday. I've been studying it a lot. <laughs> anyway, thank you. So that is that. Does that answer your question? I believe so. Okay. Alex has another question for the planning committee. Alex, again, you don't need to raise your hand. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's, I raised my left hand this one this time because it's a different question. Um, so, assuming that uh, nothing goes well and we are forced to fall back, what is extraction? What does extraction look like? Do we have any way? Do we have a meeting place downriver? Well, uh, Alessa speaks up at that and says, we can leave the shuttle there. Uh, we could also have the shuttle fly away, probably uh, to hopefully draw less attention to the uh, area. Um, we can have you uh, in contact and have them be on standby nearby such that if you do need to make a quick exit, you can join them up at the mouth of the cave again and fly away. Uh, in that particular case, we would have to move on with our primary plan, which would be to do a frontal assault of Wycliffe. Um, so ideally, we would be able to get in and uh, avoid that to reduce the number of casualties and destruction of property. So, but that is that would, would that fulfill that particular aspect your your concern there no but it definitely helps um to have a ship there um okay so worst case scenario we have to hold ground but it is the mouth of a cave which isn't the worst place to do a final stand i guess while we wait for the ship to go down um this is a kind of a big ask but is there any rebreathers or anything on hand just in case of a more expedient retreat, 
as in uh, to go into the, the, the river. Yeah, just to straight up jump right in there, yeah. Yeah, we, we can certainly. Uh, straight down. looks over at Pycletes and says, I assume you guys have, have free breathers. He sort of makes a grimace at that and says, yeah, we can we can get you what you need. Hopefully it won't come to that. We would like him back if possible. If possible, yeah, for sure. If we do not die, we will make sure to return them. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we can get him back even if you do. Okay. Efficient. Well, the in that case, <laughs> a letter that sort of look, like gives him a side eye and just goes back to you guys. Yeah. In that case, the one last thing I'd like to determine is where we're most likely to wash up um, our cold <laughs> corpses. And, you know, maybe if one of our two of us survives, that's where Evac can plan on meeting us. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> yes. so in the worst case, right. where um, there are, let's say, 236 soldiers in the tunnel um, waiting for us, guns trained. Worst case again. Right. 237. Um, yeah, 240, we, that's, that's right. That's impossible. Well, 240, I think we can handle. 237, it becomes more, it becomes less of Where did the other three go? Where did the other three (laughs) go? They're circling around behind. The other three um, clog up the tunnel and it becomes more of a like, hold them at the hot gates. They're the numbers of confronting. 237. I see. um, I see. Yeah. Just a rough estimate. Um, So so we have to jump off the cliff because there's no way that we can hold ground against 237 uh, people. Our bodies washed somewhere down the river. Is there any way to figure out where they could end up? And, uh, you know, oh, no, we've lost contact with them. Um, Paclides, you would know where to go to retrieve your four little things that we'd have in our mouths. Yeah, I I suppose we can quickly do uh, uh, a quick estimate as to whereabouts you all will wash up and make that the evac point. Be mad. Yeah, in the worst case scenario, where we don't immediately. I love worst case scenarios. Is that what we're going to be planning for? Yes, always. It's one of the many plans that we're going to have. Okay. Um, And he makes a a little call on uh, his compad. It's very small. (laughs) (laughs) He opens it up into those hands. (laughs) He has to hold it up like between two fingers to him. Fantastic. And says, Yeah, I'm going to need a. a river survey. What, what? River survey. A river survey. Um, f- find out where if uh, <laughs> objects of about the size of a person were dropped into the river, where approximately theoretically they would wash up. And I you love hear that. like, "We'll do, boss." On the other side, fantastic. So that that is all planned out. So okay, a lot of turns back to you guys. So he says, "Okay, so we have evacuation plan in place. Perfect." If there are some things in there that we don't know about, would you like Red or Volker to come with you? Uh, Pike Leeds has also said that he would be willing to offer some of his men as well. I'm afraid his men are going to try to kill us. Are you going to say that out loud? <laughs> I it like in oh it depends like where. So I am going to try and save that with some air of privacy. If Pycletes is standing right there, I'm going to like grab Alex and like just sort of whisper into his. It was whispered, but it was whispered in a dead silence. (laughs) (laughs) So you can kind of, I don't know. It might be best if um, 
we just have as as small a crew as possible, not not attract too much attention if someone sees us walking in. Yeah, two people can make a big difference in those tunnels. Yeah. Uh, and at, at, at that, uh, Dr. Lucius like it over this conversation of how many people are going and has started to uh, tremble a little bit more and says, uh, are, are you sure that um, perhaps uh, it, it could be helpful to have, at, at the very least, uh, a, a few more people to guarantee the um, the, the safety of every everyone? Um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, given Volka's uh, broken me. arm, um, if you're offering anybody, I guess we'll take red. Oh, no! Wait, that's no. what oh, it came no. down to. You bastard, Jeff! <laughs> if you're really you sure. That if you think that it will be so helpful, I I I I I, I do is uh, red. Are are you okay with that? And says, uh, yeah, I um, this is your last last day. day. This, you don't want to retirement. just take yeah, it easy. Well, no, 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 might as well go, go out and um get some good work done before before uh, before the, the the my retirement party is is going to be a good time. Um, yeah, I'd be willing to help out with you guys if you're willing to have me along. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so sure. fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, uh, I, I suppose, uh, Volker, you can then drive the, the shuttle um, to, to pick us up and drop us off. Yeah, I can, uh, I can, I can do that. That's, that's something I can certainly do. I, we've done some work on my arm, so I feel pretty good about driving. But, yeah, I don't know if I'd be very good in a fight right now. I'm going to speak up to the, the whole group and say, do you all have any EMP grenades? No, I've used all of them. They've been very helpful, though. Uh, Pycleegis said that, says, uh, we have regular grenades, but EMP grenades are uh, a little hard to come by, and we don't oftentimes face a bunch of robotic enemies or require frying, frying of different devices. Generally can just come and go as we please. Are fragmentation grenades okay to use on this planet? In, In this area? Certain- around Woodcliffe? Certain areas, uh, Wycliffe, you might want to be a little careful about the um, the Vistasen ways to do dip in a little bit closer to Wycliffe, um, comparatively, uh, than any of the other ones. So it's possible that there could be some methanol uh pools here and there. So he kind of just shrugs, <laughs> says, Things go boom, they might go boom a little bit more, but as long as you stay back, you probably should be fine. Cool. Any plastic explosives? We have some uh, demo charges. If you'd like to take some of those as well, I yeah. might need to charge you for those since I can't pick them back up afterwards. Unless, oh, well, you know. if, if, we're, if they're unused, can we return them? Is there a return policy? There's a return policy, sure. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I yes. I just, Alex is like, all right, cool. When you're working with them logistically, it's fine. <laughs> Well, now I feel bad for shooting him. <laughs> he asked you to again. I know. I'm very easily confused. He, he is also very clearly does not care about your safety or well-being. <laughs> uh, to fine. be fair, neither do we. <laughs> that is also That's fair. Alex's job. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so we got rebreathers. We got some demo charges. Um, anything else that you guys need from us? Do you get my, my guns? He just kind of, yeah, I suppose we can... See what we have in the armory. He he is he's starting to get a little bit uh, annoyed with things. He does have this very underlying just <laughs> anger. It seems at yeah. everyone and everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm. underneath that might be peeking out occasionally. Um, yeah, I I suppose 
we could do that as well. How many do you need? Four, please. Well, what the red's coming to? How many demo charges? Three. Three demo charges. Four one-handed ballistic weapons. Two, two turtle doves. Two for each hand. Four and the partridge and a Well, five. Five rebreathers. Red, do you want the rebreather? Yeah, that, no. If we're going to jump into the river, it seems like a good idea to We're not one. planning on it, but we are planning for it. If we're planning for it, I think it'd be a good idea for me to have one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, don't I actually that have that so tattooed. That <laughs> we're not planning on it, but we are planning for it. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Any other things that you guys want? The demo charges probably cost like 100 credits each. I could quickly look that up. They're they're 250 a pop, and you'll also be, I assume, renting the um, renting buying the the weapons. Yeah, I'm happy to do and that. And then possibly returning them for uh, a lower amount or something. You have other. That's generally guys. how those things work, right? Um, just uh, I don't think they'd have. Oh, they would have mag pistols. Okay, yeah, you guys have mag pistols. Um, four hundred for each of those. Uh, we only need three unless we're getting one for red. I, I was in. This is for me. This is not for any of you. This is you want four guns. I need four guns. Okay. <laughs> That is very specific. Okay. <laughs> Two for each hand. <laughs> Two for each hand. Okay, one second. Um, the triggers like sorry, this. give me that. One more time. We got we got three charges at 250 apiece. And then four guns at how much? Uh 400. 400. Okay. 400 each or 400 total? Uh each. Cool. If you want mag pistols. Yes, please. Okay. 400 each. And now for the bullets. <laughs> oh, that's where he gets you. <laughs> a thousand credits a bullet. All right. So do you want us paying for these up front and then giving them back later money exchanging if, hands? Yeah. How about just if you lose them uh, or use them, we can subtract that much. But that okay. is what you guys are bringing right now. Perfect. 100%. Um, love that. You guys have rebreathers. You have mag pistol. You have five. Three breathers, four mag pistols, three, three demo charges, two, I don't know. <laughs> we have no, two NPCs two, that are coming with us. You only have two, two NPCs, <laughs> and, a partridge, and a pear tree. Yes. And a guy whose last day is today. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Um, any Anything else uh, planning-wise that you guys might need? Um, we're, we're hoping that, so we need some kind of, well, I guess the, the doors coming open will be some kind of signal. I'm not entirely sure what kind of service that you'll get inside a cave. Um, but if there is some kind of, um, problem, uh, make sure to, uh, let Volker know and he can radio back and let us know how that whole um, mission has gone. <laughs> They're dead. They're all dead. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thanks for the update, Volker. That's good for me. All right. I would like to go back to the ship and do some stuff before we leave directly on this mission, given that we have taken the shuttle out here. Yeah, we believe that uh, there is... Um, we're uh, going to plan to attack tonight. Okay. Um, 
the cover of darkness will hopefully uh, allow us to have a little bit more confusion as to what kind of force that we're coming with and additionally will uh, make your approach to the cave easier um, especially with a low-powered shuttle shouldn't show up on um, the targeting monitors of the different various uh, anti-aircraft mm. um, so we were planning on heading out around sundown probably a little bit after that um, so you have that time before to do whatever you want uh, we can give you the shuttle to head back to Nova Voxis for a brief stint. Um, but we'll ask you to be here probably around five or so. So you got about five hours. Oh, sound good. All right. Wonderful. And, and Pike Lady says, uh, if possible, please stick to either this hangar or the landing pads. We have very sensitive goings on in the rest of the camp. Um, Aletta, would that would that be a, a problem? She says, no, no, no. We obviously don't want to uh, in, interfere with you guys getting ready. So please, you all, please try and stick to this this planning hangar or the landing pads and try and just stay out of their way. They have a lot of things to take care of. All sound good? Perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go team. Awesome. Uh, and so at that, everyone starts to kind of go their separate ways. Pycletes talks says i'll make sure i get you the that requisitioned materials and he just heads off uh, back towards where uh mari headed out um celine and terry continue to to look over the table at the various um pawns red and volker seem to just be ready to hang out here dr lucius leggett going over papers and aletta has um left the hangar through the where you came in to looks like to make some calls what do you guys want to do in the interim? Alex uh, looks over towards Micah and tries to give like a little questioning thumbs up. Like, a, did, did we you, do it? Did you talk to? Are we all set there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- thumbs up. <laughs> Big should, thumbs up. Should yeah. we communicate that? Um, where? I mean, they, they were just going to be at the place, I, right? I'll, I'll, like, I'll text them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And text them. I'll go send a quick text. Yeah, I'll be like, "Hey, it's Alex. Um, we met your lover. Um, <laughs> she's on the way." And then winky face. <laughs> Amazing. You get back. She's not my lover. I'm never sharing another personal, intimate moment with you again. And then dot dot dot. Thank you. <laughs> I've enjoyed all of our moments together. <laughs> Especially the intimate ones. That's a second follow-up <laughs> message. And then a third follow-up message, winky face. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. Um, so do we have access to our ship? You would have to go back to Nova Voxus. You didn't fly over and know Yeah. So uh, I want to make sure we go back you would, to you our would have ship. some time to go back to your ship. It cool. probably the flight to and from will probably take um between like 30 minutes to an hour or so. So if you want to make sure you get back in time, you only have about four-ish hours or three-ish hours back at um, the uh, the Phoenix. Yeah, I think it would potentially be a good idea for us to sort of return to our home base and like load out on stuff. I don't know if anyone has anything that they wish to do around here specifically, but maybe let's do those things first if they exist and then go back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. 
we should eat. Make sure everyone, everyone makes sure that you eat. Um, obviously, no, no, you don't, you don't have to, but you know. Yes, because I already ate before coming here. <laughs> she looks. <laughs> it's it's not time to carbo load, right? That's that. It's too close to the time. Well, don't eat so that you can't move, but you know, don't starve yourself, or else you won't be able to move. Maybe a medium amount of carbo loading, because we do have four to five hours. Okay, I'll, I'll, I I can make some pasta for us. Great. Okay, so you guys head back to to Nova Voxis briefly. Um, you were shuttled over. You can be shuttled back. Uh, what do you want to be doing in the interim? I assume getting kitted out, um, getting your affairs in order. Nona, are you working on something awful that I I don't want to even ask about? Jeff, I would like to turn on my robot army, please. <laughs> That is why you asked for the extra guns. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can it's do so. It's finally time. You can do so. I figured um, um, most of them. So I have a total of five robots at my disposal. Or disposal. As disposal. <laughs> yes. Very much disposal. Um, except one of them is EDI. So are you bringing EDI? I want to have a conversation with him. That is part of part of this thing. Okay, sure. Um, he is he is waiting obediently in um, the hangar when you return. Yes. He says, hello. How was your trip to the Firefangs encampment? It went fine, which I believe is roughly what we could hope for. They do not like us very much. I believe it is because I shot one of them. Shooting does not tend to make friends, as I have learned. I have learned this as well, too. It's a day for learning. So, we are about to go into a rather dangerous situation. I see. Yes, I wanted to give you the option to join us, if you so desired. I'm not going to request that you do. It is a new experience. It is very exciting, but also comes with an increased risk of death. I see. New experiences are very exciting. Death could theoretically be a new experience as well. I haven't experienced death before. As I understand it, it is not very stimulating. I see. I I will avoid this experience, as it will probably be the last experience I have. Hmm. Yes, I would like to join you. Does that mean I will have some means to defend myself, or will I be there for emotional support? Let us let us talk with the with the rest of the group. I see. Come. I'm excited to come along. <laughs> so we go find the the rest of the team and um, say EDI would like to join us on our adventure. I believe I could be a, a great assistance. Uh, it's first of all a, a, a mission. I think more than an adventure. Mm. Um, Fair enough. Is this really the best time to, to like for this to be like his first time outside? We've taken him outside before. Like we just never legs? taken him into combat. Has he walked around outside? Yeah, before? he went and he went on an adventure with us and visited Doctor Lucius. Look, I'm assuming he can walk normal now. I could walk just fine. It took me a couple of minutes to figure it out. A little bit hard to balance on two legs, and walking is just constantly falling forward and then catching yourself. That was a a trip <laughs> a That's couple funny. of times. <laughs> Eddie, have you 
shot a gun before? I have not, but I would very much like to. It's a new experience, and I believe I might enjoy it. I am not intending to give him a gun. I am intending to give him a shock stick. I do not get a gun? I do not believe that would be wise at this time. We have not managed to train you significantly in the proper handling and safe handling of a firearm. I see. That is fair. I do not have these specifications right now. I can take a shock stick. I know vaguely how to use that. You just press it up against the thing, and then it goes zap. Press it up against an enemy, and (laughs) then it goes zap, yeah? Yes. Press it up against an enemy, and then it goes zap. I'm going to scooch over to Nona. Nona, are you sure this is a good idea? No. (laughs) This is why we're consulting with you. I don't think this is a good idea. I also do not think it's a good idea. Perhaps he needs more training first. Perhaps. Yeah. This is a paid mission, you know? Mm. Um, and I to... can do it for free. <laughs> I don't need to be paid. That's, That's correct. <laughs> Not exactly what he meant. It's uh, it's also, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, and, you know, while that is, I'm sure, very fascinating uh, for some of the people here, um, I personally would prefer not to introduce one more unknown being Eddie's performance in the mission. Hmm. Okay, well, it seems like we will have to train you more first. I see. Before taking you with us in to the future. To safely use both stun batons and firearms. That is my thought, yes. I would enjoy that quite quite a bit. Okay, well, apologies that you cannot come with this time, but... It's okay. Just make sure to come back and not make me wait 600 years. Yes, that will not be a problem. Excellent. No. Yeah. Um, and if we don't come back, uh, you should go talk to Dr. Leggett, and I'm sure he will be able to help you with uh, making sure the next 600 years have tasks. I see. So I wait for your return, and if you do not return, how do I know you won't return? You should wait at least four weeks. I will wait at least four weeks for your return. If you do not return then, I will go seek out Dr. Lucius Leggett, and then I won't be alone for 600 years. That is correct. Good plan. Good plan. Communication. (laughs) It's important within relationships. That's something that I've learned. I love this robot. Okay. (laughs) I'll wait here then. Great. Cool. We're going to set him up with Pong or something. (laughs) We're going to give him something to do. A screen shaver comes up onto his face. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's just the DVD logo. As long as he's all right at that. He He has like a lot of faces, but my least favorite is when the screen just goes black. Like sometimes it just, it just shows nothing. And that scares me. (laughs) Oh, I never considered he might be intimidating. My apologies. Oh no, he's not intimidating, but he is very scary. Oh, so he ponders this difference for a moment. Mm. Anyway, does anybody Uh, know the danger close on a demo charge? um, I'm going to Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Space, Google. Demo charges. Are generally run out of place explosives, beloved of terrorists and adventurers the world over. Yeah. The usual variety can be detonated by radio signals, timers, or electrical charges and inflict their damage on any objects within 20 meters. Okay. With an evasion saving throw for half damage. (laughs) Victims within 40 meters take half damage with an evasion saving throw for none. So you want to be at least 40 meters away from it. Perfect. The charge is sufficient to blow a four-meter-wide hole in anything short of reinforced wall. PCs with a background in demolitions or fixed zero can shape the charges so it directs the blast in only one direction. 
sparing all but two meters of the rest. That's good. Yeah. So it can be shaped in such that. a way that uh, you have fixed zero. I have fixed. Oh, I see. I miss. I misunderstood. Yeah. And Demo- I could in have a background some... or demolitions or a fixed zero skill. Okay. I could have a little bit of background. I think explosives. you might have a background <laughs> in explosives. Beloved you by, are both beloved by and Paris adventure. and adventures the so world you're over. Both. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually tattooed on Micah's back. <laughs> so uh, demo charges, that's what that is. Um, mm-hmm. You can explode it like just like you want, or you can kind of try and shape it onto a thing to blow something in a particular direction. May clear out some, uh, I don't know, rocks or something if you want to go down a collapsed passage or anything. Anything more that you guys want to do in order to prepare? I have um, one other thing I would like to consult the yeah. group about. This is difficult for me to contemplate, but I do technically have the ability. Um, when I die, I don't die normally. Um, when I am damaged, either in combat or via accidents or anything like that, um, hard enough, I get broken and then there's the option to repair my body and then I would need to return here and fix it up properly and if it was damaged a second time between being fixed in the field and returning here um, I would be trapped in a non-functional body there is another option for me which involves activating a self-destruct in my core. I have the ability to turn this on. And what that would mean is out in the field, if I am damaged significantly, that goes off. And I, my consciousness returns here to the ship and my body is destroyed. Hmm. It is a thing that I have been contemplating it is not currently on, but it is a thing I have been contemplating turning on for some time. But I do not know what to do. And I do not know which option is better. And I am stuck in indecision. Please help. Cool. Um, great. So, I mean, it depends on, on what you'd rather do. I suppose. Um, One thing I will say, Nona, is uh, most of us end up together when we go off on missions. We run a pretty tight formation. So if you go down and do explode, um, (laughs) that might not necessarily be the best in a lot of cases. It will not, it is not capable of damaging outside of the body. It is ensuring that the core itself is destroyed such that I return to my smaller backup core. Got it. It is not a danger to others around me as much as Jeff would like it to be because he thinks that's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to see Nona say, well, I'm out. Um, yeah, no, no, I mean, that seems like a very personal choice. I don't know if there's like a, a right answer there. Um, cause I mean, you, you probably like having your 
your body, right? I do very much enjoy it, but yeah. it is not necessarily myself. And I am terrified of being trapped in a sense-deprived state for the rest of eternity. Right. Well, I don't know. If, obviously, if you did go down and that state happened, we would do our best to to get you back so you could be repaired. But, I mean, we could always talk to, well, I guess Dr. Leggett doesn't necessarily know about this, but, like, he would probably be the best person to turn to. Oh, if we Dr. Leggett to... does know about this. What? He, he's where? Remember Claire said he he knows. And said he was trying to figure it out? I, Did I, you figure it out? I, I, yeah, it was saying he was, like, on, on the path to, like, possibly thinking about it, like... Did like, he tell you he figured it out? Yes, he knows. Oh. oh. Okay. You're fine with this? Mm. I contemplated um, for, for a few moments about whether or not we should kill him, but then I decided him being alive would probably be better. That's what we tend to decide. Yes, I have noticed this. That was part of the, the judgment, in fact. It is what tipped it in a certain direction. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's good to have, like, you know, those those things kind of... I, I agree with the, you know, the general decision at the end of everything, but, you know... It's, the not-killing of Dr. Yeah, like, it, it shouldn't necessarily be, like, because there were instances in the past that we also did that, <laughs> although that is what we tend to do. So you're saying we are against human trafficking and murder in general? Yeah, I, I think I, I think, think, I think well, we would define murder. What if Tony? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna are kill him! Still... I'm gonna I'm gonna murder the shit out of Tony. These rules are very very complicated. I'm I... gonna send Tony right back to his ship. <laughs> um, no, that was a joke. Sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's good to know. Great. That even makes the the conversation easier with with Doctor Leggett. Again, it's definitely up to you i imagine that if the you know the, the worst end with you not self-detonating did happen we would definitely work to you know fix fix your core release your consciousness but if you don't want to risk that i think we'd all understand if you wanted to be safe and send the consciousness back to the ship it's a very personal decision but that's yeah. what i think yeah how long does it take you to change that uh setting it's very much a, if the larger core is destroyed, then the secondary core no, takes but over How long does oh, it take you to change? A decent amount. It's not a switch flip. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. It is basically the installation of, actually, we should just talk about this, make sure I've got it right. It's yeah. the installation of explosives in my body so I can turn it on and turn it off, but very much a, like give me an entire night kind yeah, of deal it, it's a couple of hours to set up or like take apart yeah uh, it's not something that you can easily just flip the switch on and off it has to be a choice kind of yeah mm. and like time invested in it okay so that might not be a good idea to try and install right now when we only have a few hours as is yeah Fair i think enough. for this case yeah there is another option as well um if you are by one of those consoles you might can you escape into Whitcliffe if it really came down to it? 
I think I could be connected to Wycliffe, but I am. <laughs> she leans down and taps on her her chest and just like I assume roughly in the Iron Man way, yeah, the chest opens yes. up and this blue thing just comes out and sitting in front of me. Alex this, covers Claire's eyes. <laughs> that's so cool. This is this is me. This is not me. And she sort of wiggles her hands around because yeah, it's an audio this is, medium. This is an audio medium. <laughs> it took me a moment. It took me a moment. <laughs> Caffeine's still kicking in. Um, this is me. And she points at the glowing blue orb. Hold up. I got a... Yeah, what, co- what color blue? I got it. I got it. I, got it. I, oh, I know. Um, Was it it's, azure? It's turquoise. Yeah, I azure is, turquoise. I think, Quinn. Yeah. Mm. We're learning about colors, people. There are many shades of blue. Yes, I'm turquoise. Cool. Yep. And then I'm going to notice that people are looking at me kind of weird, so I'm just going to put it back in. That was cool. Thank you. I don't think I've seen that before. Anyhow. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. It's a- it sounds to me like what is happening is we are, I'm going to leave it off for now. This means that I am once again putting my life in your hands. Please make sure I get back. Yeah. Don't don't leave yeah. me out there. We, yeah. we definitely. We it's, also put our lives in your hands, Nona. Like every time you do a spike drill or something like that. It's what, you know, we do. This I am starting to realize and I will endeavor to perform adequately. Hey, here's to not getting killed. Good team. Not getting killed on three. One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> not, not getting killed. <laughs> we need right. to come up with a better cheer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I am realizing that my my fear of death is not as unique as I originally supposed, but I will. You know what? It's better to fear it than to rush into it. So. And you have done your your best to to protect me. Which I, which I very much appreciate. Um, and now it is my turn. And at that, the robots come in. <laughs> How many robots? I have, um, without EDI, I have four of them. Right. One is Juan. One is Juan. He has been patched up. Two, and repaired. Two is Free you. Pre-tech security Three is bots. Me. And uh, a pre-tech leader bot. And the pre-tech leader bot is capable of wielding a two-handed weapon, yep. which he has. Um, what weapon does he have? I actually haven't decided. I was going to pull from our stock because I think we, we didn't get one. We've got an assortment, yeah. Like yeah. the Terran Mandate, like combat rifle or yeah. something like those. We had, you said we had submachine. That could be kind of fun. Submachine gun, yep, pre-tech. I'm going to take one of those. Those can be fired in burst mode, I think. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. And they also... Remember, so these these weapons, they also get a plus one to hit and damage because they're pre-tech. Um, and then additionally, uh, while they do reload, well, they take like a moment to reload. And it does that weird air thing. Yes, they are. Um, it it replenish. It doesn't require bullets to operate. Right. It sort of takes in elements um, from the atmosphere and uses them to put together bullets. Okay, so we've got uh, three sort of 
We've got Juan, we've got two pretext security bots. Um, and the reason why they need single-handed weapons is because they also come with their little stun baton. Yep. So I didn't hands. want them to have to <laughs> prop prop on a stun stick. So they've got both a melee weapon and a little gun. And now we have a robot army. Get excited, y'all. All right. All right. That's it. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Maybe we shouldn't have brought red. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize this was on the menu for today. <laughs> I hope it, uh, they all fit on the uh, ship that are going to get us there. I don't know how small. We'll figure it out. Um, so you guys are actually in the, the Phoenix right now. So uh, additionally, Arcus and Barry would meet up real quick to to figure out the, the lowdown. Are they? They can be there? What's their, what's their the adventure Phoenix. looking like? Well, because they were going to go headed? to the field or whatever. Yeah. Um, we were... Uh, we, Argus! Hello! He's <laughs> waiting for you. Um, because the Firefangs aren't currently in Nova Voxus and we have, both have passes, um, we were just going to uh, see if we can get, you know, uh, a car of some kind and maybe drive over. Uh, it doesn't seem like actually, now that I'm saying that, a good idea considering that there's really only really one road and it goes to the lake instead of, you know, so we might need to get a, a fighter of some kind. Um, we could take you back to the X-Wing. Okay. Yeah. Does that work? No, that, that, that's good. Um, we can see if did, it's still there. Yeah. Did you take the wings off of that or is that something else? No, no, no. no, no. That, that we would, would have to, to take the then. wings off of it in order to fit it in our right, ship garage. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. We did not take the wings off of it. We hid it. We covered it in leaves. We moved it off the path. But uh, Barry is off to the the side, kind of having his his arms crossed, and says, "Yeah, yeah. Um, if we can get back to the fighter. We can. I can fly us over there um, to the the outskirts of camp, uh, probably outside of their radar, and then we'll have to probably hoof it the rest of the way. But we can get there. Would you also be willing to?" be near the plane if we end up needing help um i suppose that's something that we could try and sort of figure out um probably if i thought you guys were already going to get a ride yes this is a um alex has recently pointed out the wisdom of making backup plans for when things i believe as others have put it uh, go to shit Right. Yeah, we, we can certainly do that. I don't think I'd be able to take all of you guys in the fighter. We can only, the most people that could probably fit in that is, you know, four or five people and Arcus and myself are already two. Given that it is a fighter, I'm assuming it has guns. Uh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure what you want me to shoot. But well, we'll decide that later. Just having the access to it. We, we can be on call if you need us. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and Arcus kind of just excitedly like shakes his head at you guys and is like, all right, um, could you drop us off at the fighter then? We do that. Yeah, we're not gonna, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit all ways off, but you're able to we're do that. We're already still there. <laughs> and um, it's still there and no one stole it? it. It's still there. No one stole it. It's covered by the different vegetation that you put over top of it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of, one of these days, I'm going to steal something from you, though. 
I try really hard. I try really hard, but anything not in my sight just vanishes constantly. Uh, It's only happened once, and it was Claire. Um, (laughs) So you guys have that done. Is there anything else that you guys want to do in order to prepare for this? I think we're pretty well prepared. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you head back to Nova Voxus. You get a a shuttle back to the um, Firefang's headquarters uh, where things are starting to, you know, things seem busier and busier. Uh, You see uh, munitions being carried uh, towards uh, the cliff and the looming megastructure that is perched on top of it. Different forms of like mortars and then additionally like some rocket launchers of some kind, like a lot, a lot of heavy weaponry. Um, a um, An Ursum that you haven't seen before, also very similarly colored to uh, Pyquides, Terry and Rodana, same sort of the black eye patches, eye patches on, on white fur. Um, hands you a uh, crate um, and says, you guys looking for uh, five rebreathers, four mag pistols, and three demo charges? That's it. All right, here you go. <laughs> That's and us. Alex, you, you, since you spoke up, he just sort of hands you this quite large <laughs> box um, that is made of, like, just wood. And as soon as he lays it in your hands, he just drops oh, it. And it's fine. quite heavy. Do you want me to... Uh, do you want this, or should I double it and give it to the next person? <laughs> I, will, I will help. Lift that. I can. I can grab. Well, I mean, like, yeah. Okay, great. Everybody, grab one. <laughs> Wait, grab one. What? I think grab there's just one equipment. box. Equipment. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't need the box. So it's a nice box. Do you yeah. want this back? No, you can just leave it there. I, don't so really I would care. like this box. Good box. <laughs> All right, you have a box now. Yes. <laughs> Are you carrying this box with no. you? Put it on the group inventory. I'll come back for it later, though. <laughs> it's mine now. Um, Make so sure it doesn't have wood lice. Oh, good call. Red good call. is with you, takes one of the rebreathers. Um, the mag pistols all go to Nona and her three. Right. One to Juan, one to, and two to the other. Um, and then one for you as well. Um, so the other one was if we had decided that EDI was coming with and we were comfortable giving him a gun. Okay, so you just have a spare. I think no. we just have a spare. I'm okay, okay with, I think, no. Well, you can me leave having it. a me having a gun might be useful. Let me look at my carry weight really fast, or we can continue and I can figure this it, out. Yeah, it, it, you'll either have three pistols, mag pistols, or four mag pistols, whatever, whatever works. Um, and who gets the demo charges? Because I want you to put them on your sheet. I guess I will hold on to those. How much do they weigh? Uh, the demo charges are an encumbrance each. Okay. Is that something you can carry? Uh, they, it is, pa- uh, they cannot be packaged together. Yeah, as long as I'm not bringing my toolkit, which I'm not. Okay. No, it's your toolkit. Yeah, I'm bringing my toolkit. Okay. I'm bringing all the fixy stuff. Also, I will call out, I still have two grenades and two flashbangs that exist from before. Okay. So you guys go over your materials. Volker has landed with the shuttle. Red is with you, so you've got the four of you. That includes Claire. You have four robots with you, three uh, security robots of some kind, two of those pre-tech. One of the leader bots, which is more built for combat, uh, has better stats. And then also uh, Red. So that is nine of you going into this cave. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this and is why I didn't want the bears because we can have robots instead. That's that's completely fair. And you're all geared up, and you'll be heading to the Whitcliffe Caverns next time. Ooh. 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 Another planning session. We got it in. We're going to action. Do it. Action's coming. We're going to. It's do it. coming. It's going to happen. I liked your robot review. Yeah. I also knew it beforehand. Yes, you did. I thought you forgot there for a moment. I did forget there for a moment, but then I was like, ah, 